This is Susanna McMonagall, and you're listening to Season 3 of the 5 to 8 Shift Podcast for Parents. The 5 to 8 Shift Podcast and community exists to educate, inspire, and encourage parents throughout their parenthood adventure. Here, we talk about all the things impacting parents today, everything from mental health to technology to faith, teenagers, toddlers, self-care routines, and so much more. We know parenting is tough work, but family life is worth every ounce of effort. We hope you listen in, share with your favorites, and are reminded that you're not alone. We look forward to cheering you on in your own five to eight shift. It's the most important shift of the day. Hey y'all, it's your host Susanna. Welcome to another episode of the five to eight shift. If you're new, welcome. If this is your very first five to eight shift episode, thanks for checking us out. We have over 65, almost 70 episodes of great content. Everything from mental health to technology to adoption resources to foster care to parenting teens and tweens and behavioral interventions and so many good things. So if this is your first episode, thanks for being here. I encourage you to check out another episode if you have been around for a while. Thanks for sharing with your friends. Thanks for being a a valued listener. And thank you for sharing online. So today I have an interview with Amy Weatherly. So Amy Weatherly, along with her friend, Jess Johnson, they created an online community on Facebook entitled Sister, I Am With You. And if you haven't checked it out before, it is such an uplifting, positive community where the two of them and some others, they share about motherhood and life and friendship, a lot about friendship, a lot about finding friends, making friends, and sort of like building this community of moms and like-minded women who can be part of your community and can support you along your journey of life. And so it has over a million followers. Can't recommend it enough. It's one of the, the more positive little corners of the internet. And so today, Amy's on my podcast. She wrote, along with Jess, a popular book called I'll Be There, But I'll Be in Sweatpants. And so they did a really fun little follow-up book called I'll Be There, and Let's Make Friendship Bracelets. So this book is geared towards girls who are 8 to 12 years old. So if you are a mom and you got a kid who's 8 to 12, or you have a daughter who's getting close to that age, this is a book that the two of you could read together, or maybe you could recommend or put in the Easter basket or for her birthday. If you're a godparent, this would be an amazing godparent or auntie or grandparent gift to give your a tween that you love. And so today, Amy and I, we talk a little bit about the four levels of friends. And so I thought this was a really kind of interesting part of the book where, you know, we know middle school and friendships, it can be hard. And so a couple, season two, season one, I had Michelle Eichert. I'll put it in the show notes on my my podcast. And she wrote a really popular book called 14 Talks Before Age 14, where she talks a lot about middle school life. And she talks a lot about friendships and how difficult that is to navigate. And so Jess and Amy came together and they wrote this book and they want girls to think about ways that they can have healthy relationships with their friends. And so this is a lighthearted chat. This is mom to mom. I hope you guys enjoy this interview. I hope you enjoy this conversation. The book is available wherever books are sold on Amazon. Otherwise, but definitely check out Jess and Amy, their community sister I am with you. And then their book that just came out a couple weeks ago. I'll be there and let's make friendship bracelets. And that's for girls eight to 12. All right, y'all have a great day. Thanks for being here. 
Hey, Amy Weatherly, welcome to the podcast. Thrilled to have you today. So what I do for the season is I do five rapid fire questions to introduce you to my listeners. So the first one is where did you grow up? Oh, I grew up in Houston, Texas, outside of Houston. Okay. And where do you live now? West Texas. Have you always lived in Texas? Yes. Okay. So you really are a Texas girl. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What is one of your favorite foods or restaurants? Oh my gosh. Favorite foods. I love queso. I like, I love queso. I love queso. (laughs) Let me say that one more time. I love queso. I also love cheeseburgers. I like wings. I'm like a normal... Every once in a while, my husband will be like, well, do you want to go and do something fancy? And I'm like, you know, I don't, no, I don't like, baby, take me to the bar, like take me to get bar food. That's what yeah. I want. Okay. All right. Nachos is pretty high up on my list as well. So also delicious. Yeah. yeah can't go wrong. All yeah. right. If you could only have one for the rest of the year, no, for a year, would you okay. pick movies or music? Music. Okay. I could not live without music. Yeah. I, I would probably pick music too. Well, and especially like, all right, maybe this is a loophole. But if you were to say TV shows <laughs> oh. or music, I would have a hard time. But I, movies, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I like it. All right. And today you are talking to us about a new book that you've written with Jess Johnston. And so I want to, um, you know, the last question here in this first set to kind of kick us off. Where did this idea come from? So was it kind of like an aha moment? Like, ooh, this thing happened? Or was this something that was like kind of bubbling up over time? Well, what had happened was the publisher asked us to do it. (laughs) We said yes. I love it. You know, sometimes it's just straightforward. And that's, that's actually not totally true. When we wrote the adult version... So we wrote an adult yes. book first, the I'll be there, but I'll be wearing sweatpants. And okay, so in, give us like the two-minute version on that in case somebody okay. is like living under a rock and never heard of it. Okay. Yeah. So Jess Johnson and I, that is one of my very dear friends, and we write together. We've got a page called Sister I'm With You on Facebook and Instagram, but our Instagram is terrible. <laughs> it's so, so check out Check out Facebook. Done. Okay. Noted. <laughs> Makes me feel bad about myself. I just I can't really do it. It's, um, it's so much work. It is a lot of work. I just mm-hmm. can't let my mind go there. So we're better on Facebook. <laughs> so we have this community called Sister. I'm with you. We talk all about friendships. We in February released a book called I'll Be There, but I'll be wearing sweatpants Love that we name. wrote together. Thank you very much. That we wrote together, and it's just about it's about friendships. It's about insecurity. It's about friendship breakups. It's about One of the chapters is called, um, when you can't Amazon prime, you can't Amazon prime your friendships. Nope. You, cause it doesn't, we just want people to know like, Hey, this instant gratification, it doesn't happen in friendships. There is you, it takes time to build up that trust and it it takes time to build up that relationship. Um, so we, confidence is in there. People pleasing is in there. So we just tried to talk about all things like the nitty gritty and we tried to do it in a very like real put ourselves out there. This is, this is what we've experienced. This is what we've learned. Here's some statistics. Here's some prescriptive things that you can do yeah. to get better in these areas. Um, Cause honestly, we were tired of the books that were like, Oh my gosh, you have to find your friends. It's wonderful because 
Yes. I read those books and I'm like, I know it's wonderful. Stop telling me that and tell me how to have them. Yeah. Oh, that totally resonates with so many people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like stop telling me, like, I know that they're great. That's why I want them. Yeah. What I want to know is, but like, but is it hard for you too? Yeah. Do you struggle with these things too? How can I overcome the weird parts of being a human to get there? You know? So anyway, so we wrote that book in February. It did well. And so they just wanted to release a book for girls, which was always in my head, something that I, I hoped would, would happen. So that was a really, that was a really cool thing. Yeah. So obviously the Facebook community came first. So how did that all come to be? Like, what's your backstory with Jess? Okay. So here is my story with Jess. I stalked her on the internet. Perfect. Yeah, that's not fully true, is it? That's a little true. So, isn't that how all good friendships? (laughs) I mean, also twenty twenty. Yeah, true crime documentaries start (laughs) the same way. (laughs) True, true. So we were in a writing group together. We we write for the same publication, so we kind of followed each other. Okay. And she's been doing it for a lot longer than I had, and I just was I liked her Mm -hmm. from afar. Like I liked her writing style. I felt like our approach was very similar and like we were, I feel like we're soul sisters and kind of the same in this really weird industry where we're like, I'm just going to put it out there. I mean, and what happens happens. And if it doesn't, that's fine too. And if there's a page cool and if it grows fine and if it doesn't, you know, (laughs) that's fine too. I've got my real life to go back on and just don't take it too seriously. Like we, we, we appreciate it without taking it too seriously. Yeah. If that makes sense. And I could just tell that from her page. So anyway, so I sent her a message and I said, Hey, I really like what you do. (laughs) I mean, I just complimented her and then it got to where, you know, we started, we started talking via messenger and then we moved to the next space and we (laughs) texted via telephone. And then we moved to the next phase, which was talking on the phone. And the con- the the conversation just naturally went to a place of friendship pretty often. Yeah. And one day I was actually packing to go on a trip with my husband. He's very annoyed with me, but I was packing to go on a trip with my husband and he was trying to get out of town and out of nowhere. I just had this idea. Like you've got to start a page called sister. I'm with you with Jess all about friendship. And so I like did, I don't know, five minutes of research to see if there was another (laughs) friendship page on Facebook. And I didn't really find anything. I looked to see if there was a sister I'm with you page that was open. Then I called Jess and was basically like, Hey, are you in? You like this? And she's like, yes, I love it. And I was like, okay, I got to get back to packing now. My husband is staring at me. Um, (laughs) He's ready to get on the road and I'm over here doing who knows what. So I got to go. But that was it. Sister I'm With You was born in five, 10 minutes. I love and it. we, I spent the ride. Uh, so we had like a five hour road trip and I spent the ride like you texting Jess back and forth. We secured the website, the Facebook page, the Instagram page. Oh my gosh. Tina came up with a logo really fast. Yeah. T- talked about what, which is not the same logo we have now. We have a professional one. Now. <laughs> That's good but, um, sometimes. But yeah, that just kind of came up with the whole concept of it and in this little road trip and kind of just, you know, hoped it would turn into something. And Jess always says that she knew it was going to be huge. I, 
I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. I was That's like, interesting. Yeah, I was more like, let's, you know what? Let's see. I think it could be. Yeah. Are you, do you do the Enneagram? Yes. Okay. Jess is the seven. So she, she okay. was always like, yes, let's do it. That's fun. Yes. It's going to be huge. It's going to be wonderful. <laughs> and it honestly just exploded. Like, I think we got like a hundred thousand followers in like two weeks, oh three my weeks. Goodness. Like, yeah, Amy, that's it, it, incredible. Yeah. It was crazy. Maybe that timing's off. It was, I don't know. It was three years ago. I don't know. Maybe but that's still, over a million followers in three years is massive. Yeah, that's some fast, it was, it was some fast growth. So it took us probably within that month where I think, because both of us run our own pages as well. Yeah. So I think we were running our own page and kind of like, well, we can do this on the side and just kind of see and, you know, share some of our stuff to there and, you know, it'll be fine or it Mm -hmm. won't and that'll be okay too. And then exploded. We were like, oh, okay. So this is like its own thing. This is like its whole, whole thing. Yeah, sure is women needed it. Yeah. And yeah. we're so grateful. Well, well, and the timing is probably couldn't have been more perfect. I mean, it was, we, we launched it, I think July of 2019. So okay. we got like a few months under our belt and some good growth before the pandemic hit. And then the yeah. pandemic hit and we were like, this is why we've been telling you, you, you we all need friendships and we, we should have been yes. valuing our connections better. We should not have been living these busy lifestyles where we forgot about each other. We shouldn't have been doing that. No. Oh my gosh. There's so many layers to that even. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you've created this resource. And so you guys are now, and so now this week, the book came out, November 8th. Is that right? Yes. Tuesday. This will air in a couple of weeks, but okay. So the book is out in the world, which is really fun. So tell me a little bit about, I wanted to talk to you about, you had had a topic about the power of making friends, five ways to make friendships last. And so this book is for tweens, right? Tweens, yeah, eight to 12. Okay, eight to 12 year olds, which I think is a really tricky time for friendships. And so, oh yeah, you know, I know it's, you said your, yeah. your publisher reached out to you, but I'm like, ooh, it's almost so much changes in those years with girls. Oh yeah. Well, even this is probably too much information, but this is who I am. So I (laughs) was meeting with my therapist this morning and I was talking about how worried I get about my kids, which, you know, we all do Mm -hmm. always. My oldest is 10. And my therapist was reminding me, he was like, your child is about to change for better or for worse. Socially, they're about to hit their really integral years and it's all about to change for them. So he's like, he might be really introverted and have a hard time making friends now. That might not be the truth in three years. I believe it. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so really what our hope was because eight to 12 and why I think that's so important is because it's forming a foundation Yeah. and what our hope is, you know, like on one hand, I'm so grateful that sister I'm with you is successful. Yeah, I really am. I'm so grateful that people, the book was was needed and that it was a balm to so many. On the other hand, yeah. I wish women weren't lonely. I wish we didn't struggle with this. Yeah. I wish people like read this and were like, why does this page exist? We all have friends and know how to do this. That's the part that stinks. But the truth is what I found with Sister I'm With You is that as women, what we're having to do a lot right now, and I have no idea how old you are. You're beautiful. You, you might be 20. 
five. I don't know. A You're little, so pretty. A little older than that, but close. Okay, okay. Okay. But we're like, I feel like we're all in these ages where I'm having to unlearn a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm having to unlearn a lot. And a lot of women are. And so our thought with this book was, what if these girls didn't have to unlearn so much? What if they just had a good foundation? Yes. What if they knew who they were and they knew what friendship was supposed to be in these formative years so that going into the teen years, going into young adulthood, they're still going to struggle with it. It's still yeah. going to be hard. There's still going to be complications. But what if the foundation was there? Yes. That was That's our hope for it because learning is so much easier than unlearning. It's much simpler process. It's so true. And I feel like there's such an opportunity for that age. Like, I feel like it's kind of got this stigma, like, oh, it's going to be terrible. Tweens are like, you know, all these things. But like, I think instead as parents, so my oldest is seven, um, a little bit behind you, but like, there's so much opportunity there because we, we just, we know so much more than we knew 20 years ago. And then our parents knew 20 years ago. Yeah. We talk with our kids different. And yes. I think we're a lot more open. Oh my gosh. Um, like I apologize to my kids. I'm not saying all the time, but when I mess up, I'm like, listen. Yeah. I am sorry I did that. My parents are wonderful people, but they never would have apologized to me. You know, I was with my mom a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about something. And we were like, mom, you gave us no direction. And she goes, people did not give direction back then. She's like, no, you just, that is just how it was. And yeah. we were laughing, you know, but I'm just like, it is different now. It is different now. And I do think on the, I think it's beautiful and wonderful. I think on the flip side, sometimes we give too much direction and sure. we coddle a little bit too much. And oh, sometimes yeah. we, um, sometimes I, I, I think you. that we tried to build the house for them. Mm, that's not what you do. You don't build the house for Mm -hmm. them. You give them the tools. That's right. You give them the tools. Yeah. And then you sit back. And so that I hope, because that's the, I don't want an adult child. I don't want a 21 year old kid coming to me and be like, mom, can you do my laundry? Because I don't know Mm -hmm. how. No, No, thank you. Figure it out. Mm -hmm. Figure it out. I figured it out. You can figure it out. That's right. You can do this, but don't, there are just some things that like, we can't step in. We can't fix everything. We can't micromanage. Yeah. The job of parenthood is not to make sure that they never experience discomfort. Right. The job is to let them know that we're there when they do. Exactly. Exactly. So, I like that. And I think and I think the the book kind of speaks into that, right? So like building this foundation when you're yeah. 10 is way better than oh, I just do you follow John Cuff? Do you know who that is? He just said something. Oh, about- yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I thought you said, yes, I do know John Acuff. I thought you, I thought you were saying, I thought you said John Acuff. And I'm <laughs> like, I do not know a Miss John Acuff. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he just posted something this week that said like your late 20s are one of the loneliest seasons ever. And like basically media like says it's like the, just like you're partying, you have so many uh, friends and like you make so much money. And he's like, the statistics are like so overwhelmingly the opposite. And I just... I've been thinking about that. And like, so like, if we can have some of these conversations when our girls, especially are eight, nine, 10, 11, like maybe that won't be true for them in, you know, 15 years, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And at least whenever they do, like, I want my daughter, I'm like, girlfriend, you got to know how to be lonely. You have to know, know how to sit at your own table. Yeah, that's true. Know how to do these things and know that one, that's normal. It's okay. It's okay. You are going to be the new girl in town at some point. Sure. Sure. Don't don't sit in your house and hide. 
yeah. thinking people are just going to come and like beg you to be their friend because that's yeah. not how it works. So yeah, but the, oh, the 20s, early 20s, <laughs> mid 20s, that was not my best. <laughs> Yeah, let's not go down that memory lane. Mm -mm. So um, one of the things in your book, you talk about the four levels of friendship, which I think is really, uh, I just, I like like the idea of that because I think there's this misconception, your best friends or your frenemies. Or your right? Yes. And so talk to us, like, talk to us about the four levels. Like, I don't know which end you want to start at, but tell us more. Okay, so kind of where this came from is there is research by a man named um, Dunbar. Somebody Dunbar. I don't find this person. We'll find him. A Mr. Dunbar, a Dr. Dunbar. I don't know. But anyways, he did this research. He started studying chimpanzees and he was trying to figure out the way that they, I hope I'm getting this right. Good grief. Take this all with a grain of salt. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) You're getting this information from a woman who has not washed her hair in six days. So with a grain of salt. But he was studying, I believe, chimpanzees and kind of the way that they're so a group of chimpanzees, I found this out the other day, is called a tribe. So okay. the way that these tribes would branch off and break off and form and make new ones and it, and how big could they grow before they split. So he was studying that and then he took these findings and tried to like, he was like, hey, this is actually really valuable information. I'm going to translate it to how humans work. Okay. So what he found is basically that there are, uh, humans are all limited by our time, by our energy, by how much, you know, emotional availability we have and can give. Mm -hmm. So he created this, like, you've got basically at the very, very tippy, tippy top, you've got room for about five very, very, very close day-to-day people in your life. So this is in gun clued in your spouse, your children, your sisters, your family, your best friends. It kind of includes everybody. And then after that, you've got room for about 15 good friends. Okay. And then after 15, it jumps to like, you have room for like 150 acquaintances, people like you see, you recognize, you enjoy saying school hi moms, to them, yeah, school moms, neighbors. casual conversations with them. And then after that, I think it jumps to like, there are like 2000 faces and names that you can recognize and put together, okay. which would probably all translate pretty closely to how many Facebook friends you have. Hmm, Maybe about, about 2000, yeah. somewhere around there. How many Christmas cards you send out? Is it about 150? Yeah. There's that number. How many people would you invite to like a birthday party? Mm-hmm. Or not a birthday party, but like a hey, I'm I'm having a party. We're going out for dinner. Yeah. Would it be about 15? Possibly. Yeah. Um, so those numbers I do, I found I was like, oh, okay. And the reason why they're important is because one, girls have to know you can't be best friends with everybody. You just can't do it. You no. cannot do it. You can't if you spread yourself that thin, you will have no depth anywhere. And you will not experience the belonging that you're craving. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So if you're, if, if you want to have like 50 best friends, that's fine, but you're not having very deep discussions with them. You're not talking to them very often. So it's never going to go deep. And if you can't go have that depth, you're just, you're not going to feel known. You're not going to, you're not going to fully know them. You're not going to feel fully known. So it's just kind of a reminder that even though you can't be best friends with everyone, it doesn't mean that someone's either your friend or they're your enemy. There's yeah. so much room in between. And there can still be love there. There can still be love and, and goodness and compassion and good conversations can exist at every one of these levels. They're all really important. But kind of just to let us off the hook a little bit because you don't have to feel guilty. 
Yes. You'll have to feel guilty if you can't maintain a ton of close contacts. And on the flip side, because I see this all the time is women like, oh, I wish I had a big group of women. I only have one or two. No, 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 no. You're saying that wrong. Yay. You have one or two. That's a really huge deal. That is a really huge deal to have one or two. You're saying it. No, not poor you. Yay you. Because you have to. That's about all any of us really, truly have super duper close friendships with. Yeah. But it's just a reminder because I think especially as young girls, we have a tendency to tell them if someone doesn't like them for whatever reason or isn't like actively choosing them to be their friend. Oh, well, that's because they're jealous of you. Mm. And I actually, I'm not saying that sometimes that's not true. Sometimes it is. Sometimes yep. we are competitive with each other because we are jealous. Sometimes there is a like kind of an, an animosity there and it stems from jealousy. I'm not saying that doesn't exist, but when, if we constantly are telling our little girls that everyone who doesn't like them is jealous of them, that everyone who doesn't invite them is jealous of them, that everyone who doesn't pursue them is jealous, is jealous of them. We're basically saying they're all against you. They're yeah. all against you. And we're pitting girls against, against each other from the very start without knowing that that's what we're doing. Yeah. I never really thought about it that way. Right? You're so right. Isn't that right? Like we're saying like, oh, they're mean. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're not. Maybe yeah. you're just not in their top five today. <laughs> maybe you didn't make the 15. So I know as a fully grown human, fully grown human, sorry, as a fully grown woman, it kind of changed my perspective to where, oh, I didn't get invited to that event. You know what? She probably had to cut it off. Yeah. And so many people just didn't even think about you. Don't take it offensively. Don't yeah. take it offensively. Don't take it offensively. There's no reason. Still love them. Still reach out. Still have goodness flowing between you. Yeah. That makes sense? Instead it of does. being like, this, this, they're either for you or they're against you. No, that's not true. That's not true at all. It might just be acquaintances. Yeah. And it just might not be time for that friendship. And that is okay. Yeah. And I do think that takes a lot of pressure off girls, right? Because, and- yeah. You know, I have one daughter and two sons and my daughter, she just, she loves being with her girlfriends and she always wants to have buddies Mm -hmm. over. And I can see how some of my girlfriends with older girls, they're like, oh, the drama has already started. Right. And I'm like, oh no, like I thought I had (laughs) to like third grade. Wait, I don't. (laughs) But I do think that we as parents, like you know, you said, oh, they're jealous of you. I do think there's probably some tropes that we've leaned on for a mm-hmm. long time that we need to re-examine that probably aren't that helpful. Probably not that helpful. That I, I don't ever, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to say it because I, I don't want to act like that doesn't exist. It, it does exist. It does. We don't have to pit our girls against each other. We don't have to be like, oh, they're yeah. so bad. Because yeah. honestly, that might just, might not like be in your sphere right now. Yeah. Yeah. And they might be wonderful, but who knows? Next year, you may be in the same class and the whole thing could change. Exactly. So I was talking to my oldest about it the other day and I was like, you know what? Life is just better when I, I think Brene Brown says this, but like my life is better when I believe the best in other people. Yes. My life is better when I believe that they're trying and that they are good in their heart. It's just, it's a better way to live. It is. It is, you know, and I wanted to ask you a little bit about confidence here. What advice would you give for if we have a daughter who's not feeling confident in like making friendships or or that sort of thing? What advice would you give? One, I would tell her that most people aren't confident. 
when yeah. it comes to making friends. It is, it's awkward. It yeah. is awkward to start up a conversation with someone. So it it's is. okay if it feels awkward. It's okay. It's yeah. okay. It doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It means you're a human. And what I would tell them is I, I think one, I tell my kids, you are worth my introverted one. Mm-hmm. My other two are not introverted at all. And they have no problem with this, but my <laughs> it's oldest- such a difference. Yeah. It's a totally different thing. Like you've got a parent, you, you gotta be, I've got three kids. So I'm a three, three different, I'm the same person, but like parent three different kids differently. It's very yeah. hard. It is very um, hard. But with my one who does more struggle with that, I always tell him, I'm like, you are worth knowing. Yeah. You're worth knowing. I love that. Amy. Your friendship is a gift. And that's just the truth. Your friendship is a gift. Go give it to someone. Yeah. Give it to someone. Have a conversation with them. Ask them how they're doing. I always tell girls that they lead with a compliment. Yeah. People love it. <laughs> hey, words of affirmation hey, over here. Works well, it every time. With Jess. It worked with Jess. I didn't go straight in there. It was like, hey, work with me. Hey, (laughs) would you like to know me? No, I just went in there like, hey, I love what you do. Yeah. I'm a big fan over there. Just opens up the conversation. But that's what lead with a comp lead with a compliment and just realize that you're worth knowing and your friendship is a gift. And there is someone out there looking for it. So one of my big things that I really want to, I wish someone had taught me, and I didn't learn it really until I was an adult. And I want these girls to know. Because so, so many times, especially at that age, we get like hyper-focused with this one group that we want to be friends with. Yes. And we get hyper-focused on this one table mm-hmm. we've got to sit at. Yeah. Right? Yep. Okay. Okay. What we've got to teach these girls to do is stop hyper-focusing on that. Yeah. That table is full. That table is full. If that, uh, stop. But what you do is you look on the outside. Who else is looking for a friend? Yeah. Who else needs a friend? Because you know who makes a good friend? Someone who is craving it. Yeah. They tend to make good friends because they're craving it. Someone new in town, someone who's kind of feels like they've been pushed out. Someone, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Just there are other people on the outside. And there's no reason why, why the people on the outside, we don't have to wait for an invitation to live our lives. We yeah. don't have to wait for someone else's invitation so that we can enjoy friendship and connection. Yeah. Well, we've got, we've got to give it away and be really like empowered to do that. Cause it is a gift when someone has a, wants to open up and have a conversation with you. That's a gift. When someone invites you to coffee, that's a gift. When someone invites you to play tag with them, that's a gift. Yeah. Do not be afraid to give that gift away. Give it confidently, no matter how the gift, if you feel like it's not received well, yeah, doesn't matter. You yeah. gave it. That's so good right. For you. Yes. And I think that's really an important role that parents can play because I think confidence is just, it is so foundational to everything. I mean, I'm just convinced like in kindergarten, kids should just learn about confidence. Like, because once they know those ABCs, they are off, right? And once Mm -hmm. they can, but like you see them fall behind and whatever it is, I mean, building a tower if they are not confident. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, what if we could raise all these kids with such uber confidence that they were taking risks and doing new things? And part of that is friendship because I think there's so much yeah. opportunity, but we, we don't, I mean, listen, like you said, fully grown women, you, know, you don't always feel confident in being like, Hey, let's grab coffee. Cause they might be like, Oh, I'm just like really so busy. Can't do that. Yes. Well, here's something I've learned about that or something I've tried to teach myself lately. Okay. So I have this theory that 
just mine, but like, <laughs> we're all terrified of rejection because mm-hmm. at this point, like a kindergartner is not really scared of rejection because they've never really experienced that yeah. much of it. Yeah. So yeah, they'll run up to somebody. You want to play? Do you want to play? Do you want to play? Oh yeah. But little by little, they experience rejection and they get more afraid of it as yeah. we get older. And we kind of build up these, you know, um, kind of defense mechanisms. And Mm -hmm. we just like, we remember all the times people said no to us. And we remember all the times people didn't want us. And we remember all the times people didn't like us. And so we've, we've got that. And we're terrified of rejection. And that keeps us from giving the invitation because we're, we're scared to receive a no. We're scared to be told, no, I don't want to be your friend. We're scared to just not have things reciprocated. We're terrified of it. Yeah. So if we can stop and realize, I mean, honestly, is rejection so bad? Is it so bad to have someone say, I'm so sorry, I'm busy. I can't have coffee with you today. No. Is it wonderful? No. But is it the worst thing in the world? No, no, actually. So I've started realizing every time that I offer an invitation to someone, every time I start a conversation with someone, every time I send a text to somebody new, what I'm doing is opening up the door And I'm letting that person know, one, you can walk in here and this is a place where you're probably not going to be rejected Yeah. because I want to have you in my life. Yeah. I want to spend time with you. I want to talk with you. So you're not going to be rejected here. So I've started looking at it. There was one day where I I started and it's just human. I was trying to look for someone to play tennis with. I'm really bad, but I had like an extra hour. And so I was like, I'm going to ask some people to play tennis. And I think I got the, I I asked the first two people said no. And my immediate reaction was, okay, Amy, nobody wants to play tennis with you. Go up there and just hit it against the wall. Yeah. And then I stopped and I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to see how many doors can I open today? How many doors can I open? I love it. And kind of reframe my mind to just yeah. realize, don't be scared of rejection. That's, that's, it's not so bad. They really, I don't, it's just not so bad. You've opened the door and whether they walk in or not, that's on them, but you have done your part. Yeah. And I just, I think that just sheds the weight, you know, it just, yeah. it sheds the weight of feeling like every person you meet, you either have to invest all this time in or that you're going to get rejected. I just feel mm-hmm. like, you know. Like you said, I love that opening the door and then, you know, and sometimes you're like, sometimes you just don't click with people. And like, I feel like there's also a shame there. And guess what? It's fine. You're not going to click. It's totally fine. It's fine. I don't like ketchup, but guess what? (laughs) That's not ketchup's fault. Doesn't mean there's anything wrong with ketchup. I just don't like it, you know? And that's, I do that in the book and talk about like, you can't be everybody's sauce. It's not really a big deal. It's it's fine. It's, It's not a big deal. It's not an offense to who you are. That's right. It's just, it's the way we work. It is. It is. All right. So we're wrapping up here, Amy. So your book, so we're recording this on in early November. This episode is going to come out at the end of the month. I'll be there and let's make friend friendship bracelets. And so what is your hope? Last question. What is your hope when girls read this? I hope one, they know who they are. I hope they read this and go, I am okay. I yes. am okay. Cause just like you, I feel like if we could get rid of insecurity. Yep. Oh my gosh. Because the insecurities, that is what's ruining friendships. It's what, because insecurity presents itself in so many different ways. Insecurity sometimes presents itself as pride and that keeps us away from each other. Insecurity presents itself in like this constant negative self-doubt that keeps us from each other. Insecurity comes out as jealousy that keeps us from each other. Like I would want these girls to read this and know I am okay. 
I have the power to do this and I know who I am and I'm okay with who I am. I really want them to read that and get this. There's also in this book, like we tried to make it really fun. So there are like word searches, sticky note challenges, all kinds of fun stuff. One of them, there's a spot for like journal prompts or it's it's called like a letter to my grown up because I hope this as a parent, I want to have good conversations with my kids. I want to be their safe space now. I want to be their safe space when they're a teenager. I want to be their safe space when they're a young adult. I want them to know you can come to me and when I need to listen, I'll listen. And when I need to give advice, I will give advice. Either way, I will be here and I am for you. And so I hope that this book opens up conversations between the parent and whoever their guardian is that wouldn't otherwise happen. Amazing. Amazing. And how can people connect with you? If they're like, oh, this is right in my alley. How can they connect with you, Jess, all the things? Yeah. Well, sister, I'm with you on Facebook. Facebook. I wish, I wish we were better at Instagram. I just, I just is so hard. Every time I get One on day. I'm like, One day. I don't know. Every time I get on, I'm like, <laughs> I definitely do need hair extensions and a whole new wardrobe <laughs> and I need to redecorate my house. Oh, definitely the house for sure. Like, yeah, like my, uh, suddenly my, uh, like throw blankets don't they seem suck. as They're nice terrible. as they need to be. Yeah. They're terrible. They've got like slime on them. <laughs> so Facebook, sister, I am with you. I have a page called Amy Weatherly and Jess has a page called Jess Johnson. Then you can buy the book. I mean. I don't, it's Amazon is Amazon. Of course. Um, it, it, that one's easy. You can also go to Barnes and Noble. Yep. Um, ask your local, I love a local bookshop. I love yes. an independent bookshop. Always. Always. I, I love it. And I'm going to support that all day, every day. So like go into your local bookshop and ask them if they can carry it. Love it. Awesome. Well, thanks for being with me, Amy. I know you guys are busy and juggling and doing all the things, but I think this is a really important book for a great little age group. And so thanks for doing this. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening in today. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate and review us wherever you're listening to this podcast. Be sure to share with us on Instagram what you liked most about the episode by tagging me at Susanna.McMonagle. And lastly, if you want more information about the 5 to 8 shift, you can check out our website, the5to8shift.com. We'll see you guys next time.